You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Geek Card Check. My name is Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Kate. And every week we're going to poll on the threads of pop culture and decide if they pass the Geek Card Check. I am so excited about this episode because it's going to be the first of an ongoing series where we dive really deep into something that is in the popular consciousness right now and look back and see where did that come from? Why is that popular? And just decide whether or not it is worth our hard-earned time. So, Tyler, what are we doing this week, man? What, what What's up on the Geek Card Check? Well, uh, this this kind of small movie just came out. It's called mm. uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Is that what it's and called? It, X-Men I, Dark Phoenix? Have you heard of it? Have you guys... I thought it was called it? X-Women. Didn't they rename X- it? Like, because... Oh, they oh, that, is a, that is a line in the movie. <laughs> Women save the day, so why not? So if you guys are wondering about a, a deeper dive into the actual movie, check out the Screeners podcast. Their their review of the actual movie itself with Chris on board will uh, will be there pretty soon. But we decided, especially because these this movie has gotten some more middling reviews, we decided to kind of dig actually into other source material for it. We were uh, we kind of divided and conquered. Uh, some of us read the comic, the original comic, Phoenix and Dark Phoenix sagas. Kate uh, watched the animated series. At least I don't know about the whole thing. This in the last few weeks, but at the very least, the uh, the Dark Phoenix and Phoenix sagas on there. And then, um, and I watched a whole lot of the movies, which was uh, both good and and painful. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. So uh, we kind of just we spread around and and tried to figure out what was good in the X Men universe that we could talk about. But let's dig into the uh, to the actual original comic. Um, yes. Chris, you and I actually read it this time around. Kate, have you read this before, or did you have you ever dug into the comic? Um, I have read other X Men comics, but not this particular series. Okay, um, and I, I would I actually would like us to talk at some point about the uh, some of the other comics as well because there are uh, there are much better ones. I'm going to throw that out there right now. I uh, I did not love the Dark Phoenix saga. I've really yeah. It is that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Hyped is what I'm going to say on that one. Such over a hater. Hyped. Yeah. Wow. I, now I don't mean that it is bad. It is not terrible or anything like that. But it is hailed as the greatest comics event in Mar- at least Marvel. And I would say I've read probably at least five others that are better. So what um, you're saying is you don't like like arcs that are really important with female characters leading them. I just exactly. That's exactly yes. what I'm saying. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, just those, yeah, those female characters, ugh, they have too much, they too get, much they get in the way for you. Know? Don't they yeah. Tyler? Too yeah. much power, right? Yeah. Too much power. In fact, yeah, she has so much power that it's the entire universe. And you know, that's just, that's just too much. Um, I, Oof. Oof. for any woman, right? Way too much <laughs> for any woman. <laughs> Keep going, Tyler. <laughs> I will burn you with my eyes over our internet connection. <laughs> Character-wise, what I re- I actually do, uh, I actually really do love what's done with her as a character. I don't like the story. Is is actually really what? Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding! Yeah. Me. I, okay, can I just can I tell you what the story is about? Maybe people don't know. Yeah, can I can story. I tell you? Tell the story. Right. So I mean, you know, we begin the X Men. Jean Grey was never all that powerful, mm-hmm. right? And she's um, she was actually five X Men. Yeah, and she was called she was, Marvel. She was the most frail, right? Because yep. she was the woman, right? And so but she was very frail. She could, she could, she could, but not even think really hard. Like she could move um, stuff with her mind uh, every once in a while, right? Like, um, and, and and she was not. No, 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 I'm sorry. She couldn't even do that. She she could just like um, hear people's thoughts and stuff, right? And so then she was not and go, very. Oh, Scott. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. She was the emotional one, yeah. right? Ugh. This entire series turned one of the weakest characters into one of the most powerful creatures. Agreed. Thank you. And for um, that, and, I love it. And, and so, but, but what's really cool about it, what is really just fascinating as I began to read and then also um, look at like people's commentary on this, like it blew my mind just how, how, how well, like how much I had forgotten. Like I remembered the, the Jean Grey, the uh, becoming more powerful, uh, slowly kind of deteriorating, 
becoming you know something more evil and i remember her destroying like a planet or something mm-hmm. right that's yeah. pretty much the, the 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 points that i remembered um and then this this story should be a like they should just give phoenix a trilogy because they should start off with her as being weak getting this amazing power at the very end and then living with that power for the second film and then at the end of the second film she turns evil and then dealing with her as this kind of evil unstoppable force in the third film and it being like that's the time frame this is a galactic space opera right. it is unbelievable like it is uh, it is it is a it's on the level of what they did with Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Or, it or is, how about giving Thor three movies or Iron Man three movies or I'm sensing right. or every here. other male character in yes. the MCU multiple right. and, movies instead. But that's of my point is I, I I hope that yeah. that they that they do that when it when it turns over to Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe they're able to do I don't know that they'll ever try and do. The Dark Phoenix Saga again because I think it's been done what now at least twice. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could even say three times. Let alone X Men animated series. I think X Men Evolutions did it. Uh, this there's, there's. But the problem is they haven't done it because that's yeah. not. They need somebody those, else to run it and write it and everything because the current crew just can't figure it out. Yeah. It but, and they don't get it because like the Phoenix Force is supposed to be um, this like thought force right this 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 energy in the universe she describes herself um, as, the, as the guardian of creation she's she has been there since the beginning and is the most powerful you know right creation yeah right and she's like the power of thought is yeah. basically what the phoenix force is and of course gene gray who is uh, telekinetic gets this thing and then becomes uh you know the the catalyst or the container or whatever you want to say for this thing but it changes both of those things, right? It mm-hmm. changes both the Phoenix Force and Jean right. forever. And and like I said before, it she turns from being a um, you know one of the weakest to like crazily one of the power most powerful. And the men have no idea what to do with her, mm-hmm. which is really hilarious. They're like, Jean, <laughs> what are you doing? What? How can you do this all of a sudden? Like it's really pretty funny to see that go on. But like I said before. This story goes from being a um, very small thing to being a cosmic war where there Mm. are queens uh, from another planet um, and space travel. And then there's um, the the Dark Phoenix Saga. There's like a uh, a dude who is his name is Mastermind who like Jason uh, yeah who 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 changes her mind and her seeing this alternate version of Trust herself her back in Harlequin Romance in the past <laughs> yeah in the past exactly and that's so cool can you, you, you I hated every second of that what are you Phoenix talking about the first one Phoenix Saga the first I liked all of what you described if if it was what you described Chris I would be on board and would be it is as that is the greatest. Uh, saga ever but it what is. is what it is in, what it is peppered with is ridiculous stupidity um and i i love the character stuff for her i absolutely love i think it is fantastic um i think exactly what you're saying all of that i love um this saga also introduced kitty pride by the way um who like her first uh, appearance i think is the first issue of of the dark phoenix saga itself which is kind of cool and and uh it's neat to need to see her um but we get this, we get, and I love, I, I even like the cosmic stuff, but we get these weird side things that happen so often in Marvel where it feels like they're padding their issues. Um, and uh, again, beginning, middle, and end, I all love the getting it, the sacrifice, that, which is recreated pretty, I'd say pretty faithfully in the new movie um, and in the X-Men, the X-Men animated mm. show of her getting, getting the Phoenix Force by saving... Um, saving a space shuttle um but then then it yeah. we, she literally gets herself trapped into a harlequin romance novel by this dude and which is the part that just had me climbing the walls of what is wrong with you because that is still in the animated series correct yes it is i'm watching it going oh my goodness she has just become this dude's chattel and yes the only story we can do when we take women we must marry them and make them possessions and oh my right. goodness right. but isn't that isn't that the, the point that it's making though like that that is not what she would choose she's literally the most powerful 
force in the universe and this dude is is putting her in this reality where he can control her right i mean that is what's happening uh, it, it's the dude realizing that he can take take control and her not realizing that she has the power to take it away in a moment's notice. Right. It's just an echo of so many other versions yeah. of the story. I'm like, please do a different version of this this thematic element. But we, but, but we have to remember, though, what this 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 comic came out in the 70s, right? 1970-whatever it is? I know Phoenix started in 76, and now I just lost the date for Dark Phoenix. I'll figure it so, out. So, I mean, you know, it, again, like, you know, it, it may, maybe the... It's the of an era. Is, your, your point is is made, but that doesn't make it any more fun to watch. Well, I know. I understand, I understand that, but I still find it fascinating, like, the, the, the undertone, the, like, w- what they're trying to say there. It, it's fairly yeah. clear what, what's trying to be stated. That is it's true. It's not a... Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I'm just saying, like, as a reader, I didn't watch the animated series, but as a reader, I understood, like, like he even says, uh, Mastermind even says, like, oh, hey, listen, if only I can trick her into think that, like, she has no choice and this is who she is, then I can control the most powerful force in the universe. Which um, is ultimately and- a very powerful meta-narrative as well, because that happens in real life with women in power. Sure. But it felt. I wish it. I wish it had been saying that. I guess that's my only thing. Is is it felt? It felt like. It, it maybe was trying to say that. It just felt like a distraction, and it felt so. It felt so strange because we're in the middle of this, like you said, this cosmic, you know, end game, Avengers end game level, you know, mm-hmm. um, arc with with the the Dabari and the. I'm forgetting now the other ones, not the scrolls. They although might as well have been um, they show up they do show up they do show up yeah um but there's there's these you know cosmic empires that are um that are vying for um i mean there's a civil war at the very beginning like it's incredible there's a civil war in this galactic space and i understand what you're saying but what breaks her what turns her evil is being manipulated by men Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's literally what happened. She, so she, she busts out of that with Dark Phoenix. Right. right? So yeah. Dark Phoenix wouldn't have happened because she, look, the force, the Phoenix force and Jean Grey, right? They are forces for good, right? It amplifies who Jean is, right? And so she is a, she's good in the, in the Phoenix saga, right? right. She's, right. she's doing it for, for good, but it's th- this, this power of thought, this power um, of how she sees herself how she sees her power is so powerful that she could become a god if she chose. And the end of this book, I mean, the end of the whole series, is her deciding to sacrifice herself, right, mm-hmm. right? for good. For to to she would rather. What what's the, the the there's a final line that is so good. I meant to have it ready here, and I, I here I am. I would rather. And I've, Jean Grey could have lived to become a god, but it was more important. More that she important died. for her. She die a human, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like her, her realizing that even though she has great power, she's not going to use it for you know this evil whatever that that she could do. And so, like I, I understand what you're saying, but Weingard, Mastermind, for those of you who are not following along, like I, I, here's my bottom line: is I would not if if you've got ten dollars to spend right right now, you've got ten bucks. You can go see the new Dark Phoenix movie. You could rent uh, or buy X-Men 3. Or maybe, I haven't watched the animated series. You could even do that. It's really, I think, it's very faithful to the comic, actually. I think $10 could be better served by you getting a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. And that's what I did. And just click on the Dark Phoenix saga and read through it. Because I think this this comic, in my opinion, I think it's one of the best presented something i've missed like I, I i know i was familiar with but i was not realizing how good it is mm-hmm. i think it's really well written um i think the themes are fantastic and i think the story i could see a like i said a trilogy as i was reading this i saw this trilogy movie in my head and i'm like why don't they do this why don't they this is what should it be is, on the screen it is super strange i i agree with you it's super strange that they that they have twice now in movie form they've twice now compressed it into you yeah. know 
barely two hours and and doing 40 other things all at the same time there is no cosmic civil war there are no you know queens from a different planet there are no well in, in you know, the movie that's actually its problem is it try it actually weirdly tries to have no, it this, doesn't but that's what i mean that's where it fails it, it like yeah. suddenly there's this this Alien this race. empire that comes in that I th- I think they named them one time in a subtitle. Um, we never get the main character's name played by played incredibly badly by Jessica Chastain, and I love Jessica Chastain. Um, it is like she was reading cue cards the entire. We sh- time. Let's not spoil the movie too much. I, oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I I totally agree yeah. with you on that. But like, but all that to say, all that to say, this is yeah. agree or like whether I loved it or not as much as I remember. Because I, I remember loving this. Maybe that's just why I'm, I don't know why I'm, you know, going against it. It, it, there's so It's shocking to me. It's shocking to me how, how, how much down. you don't like this. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. I know. I know. I, I can't, and I can tell you, you know, there's probably five other really major X-Men arcs that blew me away. And maybe I, I just, I, maybe I'm just thinking about them in comparison. House of M and, and, uh, um, Civil War and all of this, you know, decimation, things that went after it are just shockingly, you know, I think as as game changing to the X Men comics, but um, yeah, for whatever reason, this didn't do it for me. Like well, rewatching the live action films certainly wasn't going to help the case any. Well, I was I was kind of hoping that in comparison that it would it would work, but Kate, we have been talking about the comic like crazy. Can you bring us into the X Men animated series? Uh, I I watched um, these two arcs as well, um, but I, I watched them pretty quickly. And I think you, you most likely watched them with a much more careful eye than I did. Um, what did you, what did you see? What did you like about them? What worked, what didn't work? So just a little bit of background for anyone who did not watch the animated series. It ran 92 to 97. And, um, I watched most of it when it originally aired and then caught the rest on, uh, reruns. This was my introduction to X-Men and, mm-hmm. Uh, I read comics later, and my big frustration with the films when I first started watching them was the animated series is far more faithful. It does the characters better. It does everything more justice. And I quit watching the live-action films because I was yeah. just frustrated and irritated. Um, so there, there are shots in the animated series that are direct um, panels from the comics. It's, it's actually really yeah. uh, amazingly, uh, you know, authentic yeah some episodes are more loosely drawn but almost all the source material comes from one comic or another or combinations um something else noteworthy for the animated series is it was uh serialized storytelling at a time when that just didn't exist in kids shows um it was it was Mm. huge and the result that's a good point Mm -hmm. well Uh, 1992 especially not even in adult shows really well i mean soap operas and you know other things like that certainly had it but um um with the serialized storytelling it let them take different uh character growth arc risks and uh have stories that actually adults would enjoy too not just kids they did tone down some things one of the biggest changes they made for the dark phoenix saga is um at the end of of that that final episode there gene's body is dead but the phoenix is alive and the phoenix um takes life force from the members of the x-men team who all voluntarily give it to give life back to jean gray's body so she's not actually dead in the way that she is at the end of the comic uh saga which i think is more about the fact that this is a kid's audience um because they had and they knew they yeah they they were gonna have to have an an episode afterwards right yeah right totally right and this was season three out of i think there were five seasons total and And so back in the middle of season three right so it wasn't a a season ender yeah yeah about mid-season for there um they had already killed a character in season one morph i don't know if you remember him or not he was a Oh, yeah. I remember right. that. I, I have talked to others who watched it originally when it was first airing who were uh, who were young at that stage. And, like, Morph was, for many, their first major character death. And so it was memorable for, for many kids of that era. Um, not my first death. Because, you know, <laughs> carnage. Um, <laughs> that got dark. Um, so um, both the original Phoenix Saga and then there's a gap in between and then the Dark Phoenix Saga are done in the animated series. Um, the, and they're like four or five episodes each. I mean, it is a, they do it justice. They really yeah, do. It's like five episodes, they're I think, nearly for feature length the for original and four for the for Dark Phoenix. 
Yeah. Um, we also got to see Lilandra and the aliens that the whole part of that, like Lilandra being saved is what starts the whole Phoenix saga. Uh, her connection to the professor, you get to meet um, Cyclops's uh, father in the original Phoenix uh, saga. You get to meet the professor's half brother. There's lots of, of history. How many characters. episodes? How many episodes is the, the, the Phoenix saga and Dark Phoenix saga? Phoenix saga is five and Dark Phoenix is four. And they're like 20 minute episodes, so you can get through them really quickly. Wow. And the that's first amazing. Two or three minutes is recap in each one of them. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty Which tight. Which was a big thing the animated show did because that was how they solved the serialized storytelling was introducing that into children's television. The last time on X-Men segments, which uh, the woman who, who cut those originally, she just did it. And then they kept it. It wasn't like a pre-planned thing at first. And so that became a whole sequence because of her. Um, nice. Also nice. noteworthy is the soundtrack. I don't know if you've heard the the theme music. Uh, surely oh, you have at some it's point. So great. Yes, it's it's one of the best for a kids uh, series ever. No, no, no. It it is putting take kids out of that. It's one of the best theme songs of all time. Also the the X Men animated series is unbelievably great. Yes, um, very fair. Um, so we also get quite a range of villains, which is really great, too, because I think so many movies, they, for clarity's sake, they narrow down who the, the big bad villain is going to be. And in the animated series, you've got a wide range of villains. You've got a much broader range of X-Men, not just your title people, um, which was really fun about that as well. Um, I also just liked it for having multiple female um, roles because so many stories have the token female and we have very mm. different women. We have Jean, we have Storm, we have Rogue, we have Jubilee. We have multiple options uh, for uh, interesting female lead characters. Um, so for the Dark Phoenix saga, um, so the dialogue is a little bit bumpy for the quality yeah. of it. Um, but the story itself is good. And so there are times when you're rolling your eyes at the dialogue or at Jean's, oh, Scott. And then you're like, okay, okay. Well, um, and just the number of times that uh, that Gambit will refer to the fact that he is from New Orleans, um, which is which is great. Uh, like, he, I think they get to a... They, they get to the um, the moon. So so one one of the major sequences in both the comics and in the, the the animated series is they have to go to the moon to battle it out with uh, the Shi'ar emperor, uh, the Shi'ar imperial guard, in order to basically decide whether or not they kill the phoenix. Right. Right. Because they want to kill Jean Grey as yeah. a part of the phoenix, and the X Men are like, but there's an innocent in there too. You can't do that. Right. And and actually, uh, kind of understandably so, she committed. Genocide. genocide in that the, they yes. put it down a little bit for the um for the show where she she destroys a star she absorbs the energy of a star when she becomes dark phoenix and mm -hmm. in the comics she kills something like six billion people or four billion people in the show it's they they very specifically say it's really it's a great coincidence that there was nobody left in the in that or there was nobody in that solar system but one oh one. really yeah yeah it's it's funny what they what they kid down but then gambit goes it's a barren lifeless moon and gambit goes it looks like like a like a bad version of Mardi Gras, and you're like, what? okay. The dialogue in the show sometimes I, it's it's a great overall, but yeah. Just speaking of him, I forget the the voice actor's name, but um, he was in Kung Fu: The Legend Continues with David Carradine. Whenever he got the call, yeah. he got the role as Gambit, and Carradine was a huge fan of X Men and was super excited. So random trivia. Nice. Gambit used to be my favorite character, guys. I, like I had every version of him in uh, action figure form. I, I'm kind of jealous. I still don't have it. Maybe my mom has it at home. I need to find. It. I'm gonna ask my mom. <laughs> Priority. Do you have my action figure still? When we played X Men. You wanted to be Gambit because you could. You could. You didn't have to have like a special toy, right? You had a pack of cards you could throw stuff at when you were playing Gambit or Morph, because then you could be all of the X Men. You didn't. No, have my, to over that's it. true. My my favorite though was Iceman. Um, oh, Iceman. Man, cool. Oh man, and he's that in season three as well. We we get a Kim, him. The I think it's the very next episode after the Dark Phoenix saga. And nice, nice. I might have watched it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, that's awesome. I would say though, for the animated series, I feel like if you're not if you're not somebody who's a comics person or you, you want to just like watch it through quickly, 
the animated series is a far better option than the movie versions that have been put out. Um, you can get over the fact that it's a kid's cartoon. There are moments that are a little cheesier that are softened, but the rest of it is still so much better to me than the live action movies that were done with the exception of Logan, which was an excellent film. Yeah. So, Logan was, Logan was great out of this world. Good. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I do enjoy some of the X-Men. I, I, I know that they weren't true to the, the characters in the comic book or in the television series, but I like what they did with those characters, specifically X-Men one and X-Men two, I think are pretty well, yeah. pretty well done, even though they're not true to the characters. I still think their version, their live action version were fine. Yeah. Like I said before, I'm excited to see what Marvel studios does now that they have the rights to them in mm-hmm. a few years. Hopefully we'll see them on the screen and, they'll be a little more true to what we all know and love. Yeah. Um, I will say they did also change the Dark Phoenix's transition to evil in this. They made it about her being very sensation-seeking and the impact of emotions on her. Like, yeah. it, huh. it felt like this thing that they stuck in, in this placeholder spot. If we can't really talk about the deeper stuff because of kids, so we're going to just say that this that her sensation-seeking behavior, which was a little problematic for me. but that, So, so that does... does, does 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 is, is mastermind in the dark phoenix saga the whole that whole thing happens you said correct like we go into the victorian age and all that stuff yeah, yeah. it's abbreviated does, yeah does she talk about how like he filled her emotional void well they said like, that they it? set it up where um cyclops was at a club with gambit and some girls like you know fawning all over him yes. and gene happens to be right there at the right time to see it and you know that yes. makes her susceptible <laughs> got it got it got it yeah no i just i thought it was so funny even in the comic books they have to like write around like any kind of like um relational or like sexual stuff yeah and they just they just talk about like emotional voids being filled (laughs) and like you know like all this stuff is just like okay okay comic we got it it. i i understand what's happening right now yep thank you Yep, and um, we get one of my favorite rogue lines, which is also, um, I think with Gladiator, she's fighting. He's like, out of my way, woman, and she responds, get out of your own way. Yes. <laughs> and then nice. I think, again, moments later, it's either it's either Wolverine or Gambit makes fun of his hair and, and says, like, Mr. Bad Hair Day, and then tries to throw him across the moon. It's very, it's very good. Good line. <laughs> Yeah, it did remind me how much I love Wolverine's one-liners. Um, that was something I loved uh, the first time I watched them. I also liked Gambit from then. Storm always felt criminally underused to me. And she had real bad lines when they're like, Storm, come this way. And she would say, I come like the wind. Because, you know, she controls the weather. <laughs> so those are the only metaphors that she can- Oh, is that what she does? Yes. Oh. Just so you know, if you didn't know by her name, Oh, so wow. my did I already talk to you guys in the Geek Origins podcast about the X Men Spider Man crossover uh, special I episodes? So. That was no. fun because you have Spidey and Wolverine like like quipping off of each other really hard, which was hilarious. Um, but Spidey's humor kind of made Storm even more ridiculous, which I hate because I love Storm so much. But there's this morning, there's this moment where she's doing her power of lightning strike again, and Spidey's looking at her with this okay, and then finally follows up with power of web shooters get real sticky. Like it just, (laughs) (laughs) it just like underlines how ridiculous that is. But it's one of my favorite quotes because it just it so perfectly it's, it's like the show is mocking itself in that moment which is yes, really fun it knows how ridiculous it's being yeah. yeah no i like that aware of its own camp that's yep. that's good totally that's good and of course that's perfect for something spider-man to say anyway like he's or even like someone like a deadpool totally. like where like they're breaking the fourth wall and they're quippy and totally so apparently i haven't gone back for this but apparently in season one before the show became a hit one of the artists kept sneaking in cameos from various characters that weren't like black panther and others that weren't supposed to be there and there's even a a spider webbed arm that comes out at one point that like he had asked to put spider-man in and been told no and so then he puts his arm in and didn't get it didn't get caught before it aired and so it's in there now so, oh my gosh, so that's great. hilarious! Yeah, I, I was wondering if you had, if you caught that. I, I was like, "Oh, are we gonna get a hold?" Nope, just his just his hand shooting a web a web sling or whatever. They try. Uh, wh- where are you guys in general? I guess on on the other adaptations. I mean, we've we've hit the animated series. Did we watch any of the other ones, the X Men Evolutions or anything like that? Or 
where are you guys? I started rewatching Logan to feel better about the live action movies I don't like. Let's, yeah, I, I don't want to go too too far, but again, if we're talking alternatives for Dark Phoenix, because because guys, yeah. alternatives are they're out there, they're out there for you. Um, what's what are some of the best things that they can find if they're not a completist, they need to watch all of them. What can they find? We've we've mentioned Logan a couple times now. Let's dig into that, and then is there anything else that they can dig into in the X mated? The X. Wow, I don't know what I'm saying right there. The X-rated universe. I think that's, that's a different podcast. That was... It's a completely different. That's You're on the, the wrong show. The, not the X-rated universe. X-Men. Guys, don't watch that one. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, in the X-Men universe, is there anything else for people to find? No, look, there's a lot. I loved First Class. I think First Class, First class is, is a cool. lot of fun. Um, I actually even enjoyed Days of Future Past. So that's if a you're good looking, one. that sort of gave us the hope that like all yeah. these films are gonna like all tie together. It's gonna be amazing. Correct. Yeah, those two films um, are wonderful. If you're looking for good X Men, um, as well as I think X Men One and X Men like the X Men the original one, whatever that was, nine, uh, 2000, 2000 I think. Mm-hmm. something. Yeah, 2000, and then the uh, the follow up. Those two sequels, th- those two films are great, along with um, First Class and Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. I, those are the ones I think are high marks, the high standard. Yep. The rest of them are all fairly mediocre, yep. in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for my comics reading days with this, the, the one that stands out in my memory, which has been, it's in graphic novel format now, is Magneto Testament. That oh, so good. It's, I yeah. taught that one time. That's a great one. It's it's mm-hmm. the story of him at the concentration camp. Yeah. It is it is a moving moving story. That's a that's a great one. And the, the one that really I mean if we're talking about comics, I'm sorry, but the, the, I think it's called I mean it's just called X-Men 1, but I believe that's actually title is Blue and Gold. Yeah. Um which is the 1991 X-Men number 1. Um and that is what kind of cemented my love of comics mm. um I, I that that was the first run i actually went and bought that at the comic book store um i loved that series it was kind of like while the animated series was going on it was like at the height of comic book awesomeness yeah. and marvel decided that they were going to go back to the basics and like reinvent their characters and let a new generation hop on board without the like baggage of the past um, and they kind of did that and kind of didn't. Um, but it still is like the, the, if you're familiar with the nineties television show, this is where the comics took that idea, the same kind of character models and, um, concepts and threw them into comic book form. And it is, I, I love this comic. Mm. Um, I've drawn it. I've, I love the cover. Um, if you, if you remember it all, it's like Magneto and one of his like, bubble shields with yeah. cyclops and wolverine t- attacking and the rest of the team behind them it's really really epic really great art speaking of it. cyclops can i just say that i liked him better the first time around and this time i'm like dude he's a jerk all the time yeah he's real whiny too well i yeah and again like this is the thing like i think a lot of his character has to do with the fact that he was the only and you see i think you saw this at the beginning of the, the of the force like he's the only one who decides to stick around mm-hmm um, I mean, he's, the, the, he's rest, the Superman of the group in terms of being a Boy Scout. He's the Boy Scout. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you kind of need a character like that who is morally grounded. The rest of the mm-hmm. team can kind of fall apart or have issues. But Cyclops is always the, the rock that is going to be there and hold the hold the team together. Yeah, and the anarchy um, of Wolverine would not work without a core center to be reacting against. Right. No, but it's a good foil, right? Yes, I mean, it's, it's perfect for, for him to be always bouncing off the walls and the rest of the team to kind of deal with it. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's fun and to then watch. for both of them to have a thing for Gene, that, that certainly makes life, yeah. Yes. Interesting. Which the the show, I, I, I knew that it was in the comics. I didn't know how much that made its way into the show. And the show oh, kind it's of, in the show. It's inexplicably there also. Like, because, yeah, there's no real, you're not supposed to have real sexual tension in the, in the show, but... But then there's just lots of like Wolverine will make a real awkward comment after, you know, Cyclops and Jean Grey have been making out in the middle of a battlefield. And then mm-hmm. like he'll say something and then she turns to him and you're like, this is weird. 
This is actually strange that you guys are. Doing or at this the end right of now. the Dark Phoenix saga, uh, before when Jean is dead, yeah. and they're, they're like, "So we need someone's life," and then you yes. know, Wolverine's like, "It's mine! I'm gonna do Jean!" You know, and, and then Cyclops, and then they get into a fight, and everyone's like, um, "We'll step up too. It doesn't have to be either yeah. or, guys." No, I'm gonna sacrifice my life for her. No, I am. Like, it's like whatever. So over the top. It, it was. It was funny. Yeah. Kate, uh, do you have any? comic arcs that you really got into with the x-men i'm sorry were you asking me yeah um sorry i don't remember anymore because it has been so long it's where i'm like well let me pick something i can remember to recommend which is where magneto testament came from but um i was well you had had mentioned testament i didn't write that down right i had someone who was loaning them to me but at that stage in my life i wasn't very good about noting like particular arcs and issues and so i don't remember I had picked it up, uh, I want to say six or six or eight years ago, something like that. I I had picked up a bunch. I was I I had um, I can't speak today, guys. I'm sorry. I had dived deep into comics overall. I was really into Batman, but then I got into X Men a good bit. And like I had said before, I read House of M, mm. in which the Scarlet Witch basically. I think the last the last panel of that that uh, first issue says no more mutants and she wipes out mutants from the face of the earth which is crazy and and awesome and uh awesome wow tyler it's i loved it i i remember my jaw just dropped when i hit that are you serious there's no more mutants it's over it's done and of course it's not but i will give (laughs) x-men the credit for they like to go big like um and because there's an entire team it has it's different than Batman rebooting and killing his parents over and over again. Like right. it, there's a there's a different impact. I'm not sure Batman kills his parents, but maybe <laughs> I didn't maybe say he did. Said no, and I, killing. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. The comic has to kill his. I, I get it. I get Ad nauseum. That was funny. Yes. Yes. Over and over again. It's just kind of like uh, uh, what is it, Uncle? Um, uh, oh, Uncle Ben has to die. Uncle Ben has to die over and over and over. Right, again. it's yeah. like the Lazarus Pit of of yes. comics. <laughs> well, we'll go back to that. Well, okay. And now it's a go, zombie everybody. on its way out for the five thousandth time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's then there's Joss Whedon's comic. Uh, he in, I think it was 2005. He took a yes. run at Astonishing X Men, which was great. Which is where we saw um, a Samuel. L. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Samuel L. Jackson. That was that was. Um, uh, no, no, no. What is that? Uh, not astonishing. Um, I'm so sorry. What's the other, the like the alternate universe? Oh, ultimate. It's Ultimate X-Men. Ultimate. Or yes. Ultimate Marvel. All of their, their Ultimate yes. imprint, which is basically yes. where most of the movies and stuff have been based. Exactly. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. No, I love all that stuff too. And that was what Joss did, right? Uh, he did or Astonishing. Um, he might That's have. That's right. He might have done some Ultimate. Um, and then that was following, I think, Grant Morrison's new X-Men, which was fine but trippy because Grant Morrison's a trippy dude. Yes, 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 yes. That, this is so long. I, I, man, all these things right. are just clicking into gear. You need to put these in the show notes, definitely, because I need to go back and explore them. I loved, I loved Joss Whedon's stuff. It's been years. I need to go back and revisit I remember, it. and I feel like it's on YouTube. I, I stumbled across it. I think when that one came out or not long after, there was a – you remember when they were motion. trying motion comics for a yes. little while there? That yep. Was, yep, I do. That was funky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember there being one of that, uh, but for, for yep. something actually gifted, I think was his big, um, his big storyline. Oh, that yeah. reminds me. So cause there was a TV show that was was it the gifted or something like that? That they, was that an X Men universe or is that just something? It might have been it because well, it's actually what's your uh, kind of getting into X Men has been super influential, mm-hmm. right? They've 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 inspired tons, and not just X Men, but superheroes in general. But they've inspired tons of of um, different shows here and there, and that's kind of what we want to get into in the Geek Card Check. Is also where do you know where do our topics resonate throughout mm-hmm. um, throughout pop culture and things like that? And then there's shows like Gifted, you know, popped into my head when you just said it too. But there's also shows like there's like Heroes and some others. Mm-hmm. Where else, I guess, do we see the reverberations of X Men throughout pop culture? Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Kate. I was just gonna, no, go ahead, please. Mine was just a slight segue after that. But I, th- I think um, uh, Legion is supposed to be X-Men Universe. Have either of you guys seen that? It was recommended watched, by yes. a friend. But I, I watched about the first two or three episodes, and I kind of lost it. But is it is it worth it? Is it still on? Yes, it is. Yeah, and the new season's out, coming out, I believe. And it is either out this week or maybe the week after. But it's it's, it's it is coming out soon. Yeah. Do you recommend is it worth Chris? pressing on? Um, yeah, I mean, I I devoured the first season, and I have not 
caught up with where they're at right now. I've okay. kind of been waiting just to see, but I loved the first season. It's trippy. It's strange. It's unlike anything else out there. But I think it's one of, I would say it's one of the genuinely really good um, comic book. I don't even call it an adaptation. It is like a. Is it, um, is it original content? No, it's it's based on Chris Claremont, who also wrote uh, Dark Phoenix. It's based on Chris Claremont's Legion comics. Okay. Uh, I know it's. I, I think I, I that, don't know direct adaptation. I mean, at least yeah. you know, inspired by. I don't know it, exactly. I think it's an inspired by, and it is it is really brilliantly done. If you're looking for something that's a little bit more cerebral, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more like um, uh, a little wacky and a little strange, and you're okay with it, almost feels a little bit like if you mixed X Men with um, Lost mm-hmm. and um, Fargo. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of far. It's it's off kilter. It is yeah, it is weird. not. Yes, the the characters will show up and do weird things, and but I think honestly, it's brilliant. Um, so I need I need to catch up with it. Yeah. All right, well, it's really two do. solid recommendations for it. So I, I, yeah, I I remember loving the first couple episodes, but I, I was living overseas at the time. And it was harder to get weird, you know, get different TV. But uh, that one, um, Noah Hawley created it. That's mm. that's why I also say Fargo. He's he uh, we we really like Noah Noah Holly. Um, mm. uh, there was something else. I he was wrote a, a a book that was a bestseller a few years ago. I think it was the one about the plane that went down. What was that called? I don't remember. But I didn't realize um, before the fall. Yes. Yeah. I didn't realize he. Uh, I didn't know anything about him beyond as being a novelist. I didn't know he had big TV credits. Uh, yeah, and that was—I think that was his big. He had done some other TV shows, but that, this has been his his best received mm-hmm. one, as far as I know. Aub- Aubrey Plaza is in it, like mm-hmm. it's, huh. which is strange. It is in Legion, just at the. I, I don't know how far she goes in it. You know, I only saw the first couple episodes, but um, but she, it's it's very interesting to have her there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think it's you know then then we get. I don't want to. I, I think dive too deep into each of these shows, but then we get shows like heroes that is sort of an you know a, a superhero mutation kind of a um kind of a, a series that was really big i don't know if, if you guys ever did you know liked that at i all, saw but. the original but not like the first season of the original and then i know they rebooted it but i didn't watch any of the reboot or whatever that re reborn, reborn yes. i think is what it was called, what it was called? Right, i yeah. didn't yeah care to. i didn't watch that either but i watched all of heroes when it was first out i, I loved the world yeah yes i love that stuff that that is my jam yeah and very very directly inspired by comics in general although i think um i forget the name of the um the creator of that tim something uh there was there's one time where he he quoted he said we're doing we have come up with ideas that no one has ever come up with before and i thought (laughs) you mean you mean all of all of x-men and every other superhero genre yes you are creating (laughs) other than that new other than brand new stuff that's Uh, funny well, I have to say, if we're talking about X Men, like, yeah, look, here, here's the bottom line, and I know this is maybe coming too close to it, but you know, before before Iron Man came out um, for the MCU, mm-hmm. right? No one knew who Iron Man was. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, he's a, a few tier, yeah, hero. He was not a big deal. Captain America, people knew of, but probably thought was hokey and weird. Everybody loved the X Men, mm-hmm. right? Right. And They're and huge. because Marvel didn't have they, Marvel had access to the like you said the third tier the C list heroes and they somehow built this epic thing over the last twenty years or last what twenty years it's been, it's been nineteen years yeah yeah over these last year so many years of of building these characters up like it would be amazing to me to see what they can do with the the characters that were actually well-known and those were the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody knew who Wolverine was. Everybody knew who Professor X was. Yeah. Everybody knew who Beast was. You know, all these these characters that were in that 90s television show, mm-hmm. those were the A-list. They were. Yeah. The Avengers the was Avengers kind of... The weren't even really the A-list. Yeah. No, yeah. well, that even in the comic, like the, the, um, the Dark Phoenix, there's a moment when somebody's like, call the Avengers. That's right. And... Yeah, you know what I mean, and like yep. they never show nothing. Yeah, they're ever never around when we need them or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it's just so funny that like 
they're almost made fun of. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because they were the premier team. X-Men were. It's, it's, they were the, the top. The best selling. Yeah, especially in the 90s. Like, yeah. And of course, you know, those, those other books did very, very well and they, they were fine. But and Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Like oh, that was oh. A-list. You know what I mean? Always. And, you know, Marvel had access to none of those. So that's what I'm, that's what I really feel like is interesting is, is that the Avengers is um, them attempting to do what X-Men was doing mm-hmm. right. for such a long time. And that's why it was so, and so I, I'm very interested to see, I think they were very much influenced by that original, that, that X, that X team, that X-Men team. Up. Yeah. And ensemble sure. storytelling is definitely in right now anyway. So it's, it right. hits it perfectly. Do you think that they're going to be? And I don't. Th- I don't mean their ability. Do you mean? Um, do you think that they're going to be able to pull off X Men? I guess uh, again another reboot. We did. We've done this one. We did the first class generation, and now moving into MCU. And and they haven't announced any other plans. Can I have my geek moment and just make yeah, a prediction? Good. All right. So the new spot. So this is spoilers that's for true. MCU, Endgame, everything. Okay. So if you haven't seen Endgame yet, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, please go watch it right now. But have you seen Endgame, Kate? Nope. No, she's, she's going away. Okay. <laughs> um, so we, we, will you see Endgame? Eventually. You probably will. Okay. So maybe you should just take your headphones off then because <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't, I don't want to ruin this for you. Right. So at the end of Endgame, right. Of course, yes. um, we open up portals. There's obviously a lot of multiverse, um, stuff happening yeah right and so what 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 is interesting is if you see the new spider-man far from home trailer the new one which i haven't seen that trailer okay jake gyllenhaal they he claims to be from an alternate no way really okay so my 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 theory is they open up and the x-men have been existing in an alternate universe and they're already established so there's no reason to redo origin, origin or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. they just bloop, because also they how pop do you in. top how do you top Hugh Jackman's Logan like in terms of his story arc? He's the only one that's had the consistent story arc the entire time, right? And so, so but yeah, good point. And let alone Patrick Stewart, you can't reboot Sir Patrick. No, Stewart. so so they're not going to do any of that. They're just going to do a new version, like I said, like of like the way that Joss did with whatever, and yeah, we're going to get oh, an alternate version of the X Men. All right, Kate. You can come back in. Come back in, Kate. All right. Okay. Um, it wasn't. It actually wasn't too spoilery, but it's yeah, it's it's there. Um, yeah. Although, except that the one thing I hadn't seen, I had not seen the the, the, the thing deal. that happens in the place with the people. That one. That one thing that happens with the stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, the everybody dies part. Sorry, I already knew about that. That everybody already happened. Dies. Yeah, that happened <laughs> in the last one. Um, well, it, I guess so. That's that's kind of looking ahead into the future of the X Men. They are they've been you know Twentieth Century Fox has been bought by Disney. I, I think now Disney owns everything. Um, Have you seen those graphics everything. on the internet? They, the, it's like a giant circle, yes. and then the two Mickey ears, and all the properties that are owned. It's insane. It's yes. insane. And I thought they already owned everything. Frankly, like I thought that it had already been done, and then they bought Twentieth Century Fox, and I kind of was like, oh, they didn't own that already. I, okay, I guess that's. Fine. But see, here's what's sad is is that like. That it, on one hand it's like oh man that's not good and then you're like oh wait they make amazing movies <laughs> and, and it's you know what I mean like what they've done is pretty incredible so like at, at one point it's kind of sad they're all the eggs are in one basket but also it feels like it's the best basket for those eggs to be in it's, it's you know a pretty I mean? yeah, yeah I just want to see a Wookiee walk across the next Deadpool movie right it exactly. would happen oh and, and let's just We've pretty well hit most of the other uh, X Men movies and only made a brief mention of Deadpool. Let's let's dig in at least briefly. Uh, Kate, have you seen both Deadpool's? And Chris, have you seen both of them? Oh yes, of course. Yeah. I saw the first one, and, and you didn't like it. I was really disappointed with the story. I thought it was funny to a point, but the story itself was cheap, reheated, overbaked. Wow. Eh. I will say, wow. Uh, that is probably the last movie I cried while laughing so hard. Oh my gosh! Like so, what I want, so what, what I like about Deadpool is um, the uh, the Hitman and the Bodyguard movie with him and yes. Samuel L. Jackson. That was <laughs> yes. there you go, right there, um, actually, because there was an actually right. fun story with them being these roles. So that actually might be the last movie I laughed at while crying so hard. Or you're crying, welcome. Crying while laughing so hard was, was Hitman's Bodyguard. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's basically uh, Deadpool playing the straight man to Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson being Samuel L. Jackson. Everyone who hasn't seen it, go watch it. 
Yeah. Oh, 100%. Hitman's Bodyguard, completely worth it. Uh, yeah, Deadpool 1 and 2, I, I really like. I, I like what I liked is that they were setting up an X-Force movie, which was going to be, you know, hot on the heels of both Logan and Deadpool being rated R and, and able to be a bit more edgy. Um, that I think they're still making that, but it's it, but it's gonna, so. but they're not going to go. The, the worst part, kind of with Dark Phoenix, they're not. We know they're not going anywhere with it because it's been bought by Disney. So no, no, no. Here's the problem. Here's the thing: is is that they will do another Deadpool because that that series makes bank. Serious um, bank, yes. Yeah, and so and and of course Ryan Reynolds is also a, a star who wants to yeah. do it. He's finally found so, a role I, that actually works for him because Green Lantern didn't do it. <laughs> no, it did not. They make a great <laughs> reference to that in Deadpool too. It's awesome. But I I think Deadpool, just like I said before, I'm not going to ruin it for Kate. But what my, my theory for X Men is the same for Deadpool of how he enters yeah. into um, our our MCU. So well, I think cool. there's a I think there's a way to make to make it all work um, without it being so like ham fisted. Not having you know, heard what stupid. you said, multiverse is the only thing that makes sense to me. Totally. That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> it just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, totally. That I, I, I think that it's already in the comics. And, oh, totally, um, everywhere. And that way they can they can cherry pick certain things, and we can have our cake and eat it too. And why yeah. not? Because it's actually built in. It doesn't feel cheap or ham fisted. It's like th- that's there's a whole history of this. Right. And it's already and and what I said and you know whatever you you guess whatever, but it's, it's already been set up. Is my point? Yeah. Like there there it's it's not even like it's a, um, it's not a stretch. It's, it's not a stretch because we've already, as an audience, have already experienced the way. It can I just happen. want Deadpool, Spider-Man, and Wolverine to go drinking one night together, and we just get to watch and listen. Yes, it would be like the funniest, most painful. Yeah. It would be great. It would be absolutely great. Like Peter would be offended by everything that is being said <laughs> by the other two characters. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It would be great. That would be a great X Force, um, right? Because you know, yeah, Peter would be like the. The, the the boy scout trying to get them to you know do what they're supposed to do and the those other would just be fooling around killing everything and what yeah. are you doing you can't take his head off why'd you cut his head off you know what i mean like it would be so good so uh disney slash marvel you heard the idea here if you could just give me i know one percent of the royalties i'll, I'll, I'll happily one percent <laughs> yes yeah all right. Well, I think I think we have pretty effectively covered the entire X Men universe in this. Uh, yeah, powerful. Sure. <laughs> more than yes. more than I thought we would. Uh, is there anything else that you guys have to say, or are we we're good to sign off? Yeah, let's let's wrap things up. All right, Kate, take us home. Alrighty. So you can find us on social media at the Geek at Geek Cart Check, or on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. If you follow us on Instagram, you might also find random little sneak peeks of these episodes before they actually air. Um, reach out, tell us what you love from the X Men universe. Tell us your favorite comics, your, your film, TV. Is Dark Phoenix Saga really uh, one of the best, or do you have an alternate one to propose? Um, And then I just want to say thanks for joining us. So long and thanks for all the fish.